who's more who's a mormon mark cuban oh ryan smith yeah i i i got two <clears throat> i for some reason oh now i remember why i thought about mark cuban is because of that weird argument that he was in with uh john legend oh um, jesus do you did you guys see that oh yeah <laughs> that was so weird like it's more important to donate to john ossif than it is to donate to the food <laughs> bank like fuck man yeah well okay the weird part of that is that it's it sprouted out in two ways the good way is that it also involved andre domis um he like is this like canadian black communist dude who uh was like actually going back and forth with John Legend there for a bit. And then, um, you know, basically talking about like essentially manufactured consent in, in a lot of ways and how, uh, you know, all of these candidates are, are picked by the party in a lot of ways, like especially, especially when you look at like Jamie Harrison and like Amy McGrath and, and um, John Ossoff. And well, yeah. and then specifically about John Ossoff and then um, Joe Kennedy Andre brought up John Legend's net worth in one point and uh, John Legend got really mad and um, signed off for the night. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> How dare you point out that a Grammy-winning platinum record-selling artist is rich. But the other, the other way it sprouted out was because Spencer Cox uh, quote-tweeted John Legend telling people not to donate money to the races there, which... Um, as we talked about, it, agreed. Do not donate money to, to the no. Georgia. They both no. have super PACs. Like we yeah, no, don't, they don't, don't, need- don't donate your money to John Ossoff. Yeah, the DNC yeah. and the DSCC are gonna dump like a small nation's GDP into Georgia in like the next three months. Don't yeah. do it. They have super PACs, so just don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. You're not gonna and, swing and- it one way or another. So just stop it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we already saw what Jamie Harrison and uh, Amy Amy McGrath did, and boy, what a a great effort they put in. Um, yeah, they just yeah they just burned that pile of cash. But hey, John Ossoff running for like the third time in Georgia for like some sort of like this is it. This is the time we're going to win this one. Yeah, this is going to be the time he's going to pull it off. Dude. Hey man, it worked for Joe Biden. How many times did he run for president? That's right. That's, That's fair. Right. You just fail and then you fail and then you fail and then you fail and then you fail and then somehow you achieve your dream. No, Jordan. it's cool. You just read my my autobiography. That's sick. <laughs> uh intro music, please, Jordan. Yes, sir. Hello, welcome. It's uh, Brigham Young Money. We've got Kyle here. Who, who, who else we got on deck? We got Jordan. Howdy, howdy. Um, if I sound a little bit different, it's because 
I either have COVID or I just have the standard like bronchitis I get every time the weather drips below like 50 degrees. Perfect. Lovely. Did you get another COVID test? Uh, no, um, I feel fine. It's just like one of those, like, like every time like I hit winter, I just like cough up phlegm for like three months and I'm totally fine, but it's just gross. So yeah, now you know that about me. Congratulations, everybody. <laughs> Greg, allergy how are you allergy boys unite. It's Dude, wonderful. Seriously. Greg, how are you, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm doing really well, actually. I'm just, you know, sitting here waiting patiently, holding my breath until I die for the Utah Jazz to make a move. <laughs> it's okay. Wait a minute. Now that you've said that, by the time this comes out, we might have done something. So in that case, um, you're welcome. Greg spoke it into existence. If not, then Greg was always right. And Greg's I'll be, always dead, right. I'll be dead soon enough anyway from holding my breath. So yeah, so it's fun. We're all it's all good. Um, yeah, so we are in God, let's see, what's the date? It's no it's it's November 16th. We are in the aftermath of of many election, and uh we are in this weird time where um Trump is still like his his last brain synapses are firing as he's dying off and the DMT is being released and he's saying that he's won the election on Twitter, but basically just rolling Rudy Giuliani out to every different state house among like six or seven swing states. Bro, and- he even he even <clears throat> let Giuliani get into his makeup stash. Bro, he looks <laughs> awful. <laughs> he looks awful. Um, Bro, he yeah. like legitimately looks I like know. a pumpkin. I know. Like he's very much in the Thanksgiving season. Yeah, he got the he got the Martians half off special. Dude, he, and he's they don't have the lips figured out, so there's like that little like gray area around his lips. It's fucked up. <laughs> um, so Rudy Old Giuliani Spalding face is just being deployed to different courthouses to file lawsuits that are based on nothing so aren't they like one of like 21 yeah and the one that they won was so like election uh watcher poll or like count watchers or whatever could stand like three feet closer than they could previously which it's just like the rockets in the western conference finals okay uh qanon anonymous did another really good episode where they went undercover but this was to the uh the like um it was like the the protest in maricopa county yeah they went to arizona to go to the protest for like the whole count the ballots but also stop counting the ballots protest (laughs) dude it was fucking there was we don't know what we want we don't know what we want yeah cernovich was there they got alex alex jones showed up too it was great i think Um, it's no but it's cool that alex jones spends more time with protesters than he does with his kids (laughs) tough and they they talked about sharpie gate they talked about yes um, uh, I think we mentioned Sharpie Gate. Didn't Sharpie we? Gate. Oh, yeah, just the dumbest thing ever, too. Because like, as they like explain like fifteen <laughs> times, like it doesn't matter. It's black ink. It actually dries faster than ballpoint ink. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, there's this thing that they're doing uh, that they're after right now. Is some like um, Trump even tweeted about it? But the radical left voting machines uh, from Dominion, Dominion. something. 
voting machines that are supposedly like compromised because there was some a single voting machine that didn't have updated software and it didn't even change any counts or anything. It's just just the dumbest shit. So you just know like someone explained this to him once. And he just like latched on to Dominion must be an evil company that's trying to screw me. And that's it. Like he didn't hear anything else. I went into that thing. It's just like Dominion company screw. Literally talking about a radical left voting machine company. So yeah, that that sounds like a voting machine company. It's pretty bad. So um, it's just Republican Mad Libs at this point. It, it really is. They're just plugging in different shit. And like um, Joe Biden actually had a pretty good response when asked about like this type of shit. He just laughed and kind of was like, whatever. Because <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, like what more can you do, though, except giving for, like, this, shrug your shoulders and just yeah. be like, you guys are idiots. Like, you should laugh at this shit. It's ridiculous. It's like, I won. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like while you're having, you know, thanksgiving dinner over zoom or google hangouts because people who listen to this podcast are smart and responsible just like look at your stupid fat uncle who's like in the q and on it just just tell him he's stupid just tell him you're dumb fuck off he can't hit you because like you guys are separated yeah like now's the now's the perfect time <laughs> say something about like re- about like student loan debt relief and just see like the vein in his forehead just start popping out oh my god we're back in that discourse again i don't this know it's uncle ruckus face so i i've been like actually trying to work during the day um and not, i but like so i get little glimpses into like the discourse on twitter um and holy shit so today we got um all the psychotic right-wingers um obsessed with harry styles on the cover of like vanity fair is that what it was i don't even he was wearing a dress and so they're all like losing their shit about how this is the collapse of western civilization or whatever because apparently we live in a world where prince and david bowie didn't exist (laughs) right well there's also the people who are pretending like harry styles invented um like this type of thing but yeah it's uh exactly like this has been around for a very long time so but again this is just whipped up into the culture war shit we got candace owens ben shapiro all the all the classics oh ian michael chong as well yeah um, from his basement in malaysia (laughs) very masculine men ben shapiro and ian miles chong like well that's that's the thing is like okay take a bench press ben shapiro yeah, like taking playing on their um, definitions of masculinity or or whatever is Ben Shapiro really the the messenger for this type of thing? Um, pretty fucking weird. So that was one. Um, God, wait, wait, what was the other thing that you guys just mentioned? I can't remember the uh, the other discourse today. Oh, this oh yes, yeah, loan debt dead. cancellation. This is back because Joe Biden is like um, surprisingly open to the idea of canceling student loan debt potentially up to like 50k which would be fantastic and um yeah there's the same uh cast and crew of people who are like no give me more student debt because it's it just proves it just makes me it's just gonna make me hustle harder and i hate i hate the haters and it just makes me hustle and it's it's fucking hustle time and think that anything that they had to go through people also have to go through too even if it's a negative thing 
Every day um, I'm hustling, hustling. This reminds it's, me of the last time we had this discourse too. And the last time that I remember like student loan debt relief being a big part of it, like Sarah Palin posted a meme where it was like a, a flag draped coffin with like this guy got his education paid for or something like that. And it's like, dude, I know. Uh, I don't want to die to go to college. God, I know. Well, I know. The it's point insane. is, is that things should never get any better for anyone at any time. In oh, fact, no. We need to go back to shitting in the woods. So just get rid of plumbing. Um, no more medicine. You can just go ahead and, you know, just die from a paper cut now. We're, yes. we're going just, full Ted Kaczynski. Let's just like go through the woods. Yeah. You know, that's like seriously like saying if somebody came uh, comes up with a COVID vaccine and saying, no, people really shouldn't get this because it's just not fair for the people who actually died of this disease. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. The thing about it is, like, if we don't do something about student loan debt or anything like that, we're not going to have a middle class in 10 years, in five years, probably, because it's 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 a it's something that hangs around the neck of everybody. I mean. With student loans as high as they are too, people aren't buying homes. People aren't starting families. People aren't actually making large purchases. They they don't have savings. Like people with student loan student loan debt right now are probably just going to work till they die. Yep. And um, yeah, so we're back in this in this discourse again, and it's just yeah, so fucking aggravating. Because I mean, like really, so we I think in totality we have like in this country I think like one point five trillion dollars of student loan debt but those last the only one of the only like legislative uh quote achievements of the trump administration was that tax cut and uh essentially wiped out 1.6 trillion dollars of billionaire taxes um so but no one bats an eye at that at all but the second we talk about helping the poor is it's like a fucking just a full-on revolt from like just everyone to the right of like uh elizabeth warren i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah we had and to have this whole thing with like liberals during the primary like oh, that was always. fucking annoying yeah it was like hillary clinton talking about like they just want their ponies like i and i would say yeah. like how are you gonna pay for the ponies and then hillary clinton lost to a fascist game show host yep great, great wah, wah, wah. speaking of losing to fascists oh oh we, we <laughs> will be getting there oh we'll be getting there <laughs> so i mean Greg mentioned the COVID vaccine. Uh, until that um, gets here, we are currently in quite the uh, disastrous state of affairs in this Conundrum. country. Oh, it's a, basically yeah, we're in hell yeah, world. We are in a very bad shape, and like, I mean, our our curve, our uh, or whatever, is uh, at worse. It's worse now than it was back in like May and. We're going to be back to having a 9-11 every single day um, when it comes to deaths. And it's just going full speed ahead. We're going right for the holidays. This like everything couldn't be lining up worse at this point. Yeah, our curve is a straight line up. Yeah, as a country, but in Utah as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it's, I saw, uh, it's bad. I saw like it looks like a NASA rocket launch. Good. It looks like the Challenger at this. When point. we really want the yeah, SpaceX rocket launch, where it curves back down because it was a failed launch. Am I right? Um, so I saw like uh, um, some statistics about Canada's COVID um, COVID cases after Canadian Thanksgiving, and shit was pretty br- brutal with that. And I'm just like, 
Thanksgiving is next week, and um, you, you know, know people, yeah, people, you know Herbert and Cox is are they're gonna open everything up again? They're gonna like yeah. pat themselves on the back. Congratulations, everyone! Thank you so much for staying home with the bullshit mandate, and yeah, it's just gonna continue Wait, to spread like wildfire. Have we talked since they um, did the the bigger mandate of stuff? We have I not. No, I don't think we have. No. Okay, so. Um, Let's see. Last was it last Sunday? Yeah, it was last Sunday because we all got like the message, like the governor's gonna make a message at like nine p.m. on a Sunday. God, dude, time is confusing me. Okay, so um, yes, so we should briefly talk about that. So they did mandate masks statewide uh, finally, and um, and basically that is uh and okay so so the big the big rules are masks statewide and no gatherings um in other people's households like you're only supposed to be with people in your household big asterisk because no businesses are affected by this that means um you know bars gyms restaurants pools but very notably uh churches and schools as well are um, basically completely unchanged. And this is probably bad um, because uh, and and they're they're basically trying to put all of the blame on what they're calling social gatherings and they're very narrowly defining that as like within homes or whatever. but um, and there are statistics that say like a lot of the like the majority of transmission is happening within homes, but like, it doesn't just COVID doesn't just spawn in people's homes. Like they're bringing it in from elsewhere. And as long as those, those other places are still open and can still be um, transmitting this, this virus, then that's going to keep happening. Yeah, The thing is we, we say that they're home transmissions, but we don't really talk about where the transmission comes before that, which um, judging by the, yeah. Which yeah. makes the, it, it makes the whole <clears throat> The whole mandate completely asinine because, I mean, Herbert basically said, hey, stay at home with your family. Like, we're not going to, you know, incentivize you to do anything. We're not going to pay you. We're not going to do anything like that. No, just stay at home. Oh, by by the way, please. Um, but we also want you to, like, go get your hair cut and go bowling, go, go to a movie, go to a restaurant, grab some dinner, yeah. grab some drinks after work. Yeah. All with total strangers. Yeah. But go make to sure Vasa, to lock down with your family. Yeah. Go to Vasa Fitness with your family unit and try and keep integrity with your family unit and see how well that works for you. Yeah. Oh my God. It's fucking insane. And um, I think the only thing they did when it when it comes to any other restrictions was that no alcohol after 10 p.m. at bars and restaurants. Like that's like the only thing they did. So a oh, bravo. Like, Instead of, instead of like take out like cocktails or something or anything that would actually, um, you know, be beneficial to both people and the, the bars or the restaurants themselves. Nope. Because apparently COVID goes to bed at 10 PM. Um, it's, it's insane. So, I mean, uh, so to, to bring us up to today, I mean, we had multiple days over the last week where we had over 4,000 cases in a single day. Our seven day average is nearly 3,000 at 2949 <laughs> per day. And our positive rate is 24.26% as of, as of today. And just to like, let you know, 4% is considered under control. Anything above yeah. four is out of control. So we are six times that rate. 
Awesome. We're and, we're really uh, like on our way to what New York City was early in the spring, like yeah. mass graves and all. Oh yeah, we're we're at like eighty seven percent ICU utilization right now, which is functionally full. And that's because yeah, they don't have the staff too. for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like a big thing that they talk about is like, you know, ICU beds or like ventilators, but like you are, we are running out of staff for, um, we have run out of staff and we are working like uh, intensive care units are supposed to have a certain ratio of nurses and doctors and patients. And that has been um, extended already, let alone with like how this is going to continue. And we have mobile, COVID units at like, you know, the Southtown Expo Center or whatever. But it, it reminds me of something incredibly bleak that, um, you know, I think it was in North Dakota, but basically um, there are hospitals in, I think it's North Dakota or South Dakota. They're calling back, they're calling COVID positive nurses into work to work specifically with the COVID patients because they don't have any other nurses to work. So they're calling in sick nurses to deal with other sick patients because that's that's the current state of affairs i mean in like, this state we're allowing like nursing students to graduate early just to go hit the yeah hit the fire hard too yep yeah so uh things are going to keep getting worse and um really <laughs> especially in our schools too dude i i i it's insane to me that we still have high school kids and junior high kids in in person well we've had uh in the last few days we've had 25 schools shift to online uh especially in like jordan school district which is the largest in salt lake county and davis school district which is the largest in like the like the northern utah area like between like ogden and salt lake and we've also hit ten thousand cases like that have been pinpointed to schools that's not all of them because they're not testing kids very often, which is probably why all the household transmissions are happening. But we can't admit that because then like the state would have to admit mistakes about opening schools and by golly, we can't do that. So yeah, things are bad. <sighs> things are really bad. We've had 15 straight record breaking days um, until today when it comes to COVID cases and those restrictions didn't kick in until the beginning of last week. So potentially we wouldn't be even seeing the result of those restrictions until next week, likely. Um, and and I don't think also it's next do week. Yeah. And next week is also when the restrictions end because that's when Thanksgiving is. That's and, when Black Friday is. And the big problem with like Thanksgiving and Black Friday is people will always seem like, well, you know, it's a good idea. We're doing restrictions, but you know, my family's safe. So I'm yeah. still going to go ahead with Thanksgiving. It's like, no, it's your family too. It's everybody's family. Yeah. Um, yeah. And at this point, people are probably just going to do what they're going to do. Um, yeah. And it's really depressing. To think oh, about. it is. This it's, is it's... just like where we're at. And it really fucking sucks. It really sucks. Oh, not going to not gonna pretend it doesn't. But, um, you know, with those restrictions that came into place last week, obviously, the the incredible awful backlash from the people that they were so terrified about did end up happening um and i'm talking about a couple of protests that took place at uh both governor herbert's home in orem which i didn't know he lived in orem and um spencer cox's uh plantation down in fairview <laughs> and uh sorry his uh farm in fairview kyle and, that's not fair there's no plantations in san Pete county they don't allow minorities down there 
That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> so, so they do I, allow I think, cookies. They certainly <laughs> do. So on Sunday, well, this is also followed by, um, you know, protests that happened at Dr. Angela Dunn's house like a couple of weeks ago. But um, over the weekend, obviously, this we got governor and lieutenant governor got the same treatment. Governor, um, I think this was on Sunday. Uh, there were a bunch of people at Governor Herbert's house protesting that specifically the mask mandate, which is just fucking ridiculous. But um, it's really not hard to wear an, a mask when you go into a store. It's for, the easiest fucking thing. I like it, wearing them. They're actually nice. I know. I, I, <laughs> I, feel... I was actually I actually wore one yesterday on my bike ride and it did a wonderful job of keeping my face pretty warm nice while i was riding in like i don't know 40 45 degree temperature yeah it was not, it was not warm I just, last night i just barely got like an under armor like fleece gator one that's actually like a mask in the front i am oh, so yeah. excited to look like sub-zero everywhere i go now. <laughs> yes. yes so okay so um you know we didn't hear i don't think we heard anything from uh governor herbert on the matter but of course uh Mr. Lay Epic Spencer Cox uh, just really had to uh, go after the protesters in a, a truly Spencer Cox, Cox fashion. But this is what he said. He uh, tweeted out a picture of a bunch of um, cookies on styrofoam plates and a big one of those uh, Gatorade container things, which is uh, presumably full of hot chocolate. Um, and which, of course, he has one of those. But uh, he said, never dreamed I would have ha- I would have protesters at my home in Fairview, but we don't get many visitors. So if you make the long drive, the least we can do is make you cookies and hot chocolate. I'm glad I got a chance to tell them I love them, even if we disagree on masks. Oh, have oh. you hugged the fascist today? No, this is exactly what we're talking about. It's like this is golden rule fascism like. It's such like cutesy wootsy bullshit for like anyone to the right of me, like anyone who says like instill like their rights about how they're not free and how it's not based in the constitution. Yeah. They're going to cobble right up to them. It's like, no, listen, I know we don't agree on this, but even though your actions might kill hundreds or thousands, I want you to know, I still love you. But if it's, say, protesters smearing paint in front of, like, the DA's office, they crush it with force. Remember when the riot police were called because some people threw a dance party uh, that was somewhat close to Sim Gill's house? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, so that's what it comes down to. It's like... (laughs) <laughs> Once again, they don't care about any sort of challenges from the right. Like they, they think that at the end of the day, we're still on the same team. But they're, just, it, they're feeding their they're feeding their base the red meat they they crave. Yeah, yeah. To frame um to frame somebody going to his house to protest the mask, the idea of masks in general, really, because that's really not about a, the mandate, but it's like these people think masks are communism or something. Um, it to frame that as a disagreement that we simply disagree as if this is just a fucking like you know who like over ice cream flavors or some shit like is so disgusting because the fact that he can just frame it like that while our ICUs are full 
and that people are just just mass death and that we have over nearly 250,000 Americans have died over something that has been handled completely um, effectively by uh, Eastern society. Like I think we've mentioned the pool party DJ sets in fucking Wuhan. We got just gigantic um, concerts and whatever in Thailand and baseball games in Vietnam or whatever. Or just it's, Bro, there was like a full-fledged like Coachella style festival in, in Taiwan. This I know. Weekend. I and so like, <laughs> like why? I mean, these people don't believe the number of deaths, obviously, but like, no, like think about like the protesters who were trying to like break into like the Utah County Medical Center. It oh, really that's is. right. There were people that tried to forcibly uh, make their way into the ICU in um, I. I in around healthcare, and I, it was either Provo or Orem. It was Provo. And, That's where Utah County Medical is. Okay, yeah, and, and it is insane because they think they're being lied to about about the ICUs being full. There really is. It's a really crazy paradox that we live in this age of information where it's never been easier to access the answers or anything really that you want. You have this the internet. You have everything you need at the press of a button. But the paradox is, is that there's also this huge spread of disinformation and you can make an argument that the internet has made everyone dumber and more susceptible to lies and bullshit. And that's how we get conspiracy theorists raiding emergency rooms in Utah County. Remember our parents used to tell us not to listen to strangers, but now they get all their information (laughs) off of Facebook. Exactly. But like, this is the result of, of like an economic system that is, that cares this little about the people that live underneath it, that like, there's no way the human brain can really grapple with the fact that like multiple, uh, gigantic and professional sports stadiums of people have just died over something that didn't need to happen. So like, like that you have, it's almost like you have to have that cognitive dissonance or else you become, you know, fucking brain poison like us. Like it's like you, it's just insanely crippling and depressing to think that that many people can be just dying and that, that, that they would late that this, this country would let this happen. But like, that's, that's where we're at. So yeah, we're um, by the end of the year, we're probably going to have more dead from COVID than we had dead from World War II. And it's not slowing down. And it's it's one of those incredible things you think about because all these conspiracy theorists and I always kind of had this one belief is that conspiracy theorists are like the last believers in like an ordered universe. Like there's always something pulling the strings to something else. That's why the world it is. So they can't comprehend that there's just this disease that developed and came here and just killed a few hundred thousand people. They can't comprehend that. So it has to be a biovirus developed by the Chinese because the communists hate us because of our freedom, despite the fact that I don't know how you could really quantify that. Yeah. Or it's because uh, they want to punish Trump and the impeachment just got in his way so he couldn't do anything about it. It's their fault. I mean, it's, we were told that like the, the that COVID would be going away the second the election was over, even by more mainstream right wing pundits. But by like, Easter. 
I know. But as you mentioned, like we might be losing more people than we lost in World War Two. And like out of the ashes of World War Two, like um, the UK built the NHS and we're in this country of the ashes of this are going to be arguing about like whether or not Harry Styles wearing a dress is the decline of Western civilization. Like it's just at a <sighs> certain point, I think a vaccine might be like the worst thing to happen to us, too. Because yeah. it's the deus ex machina, which makes us think that we can invent ourselves out of problems. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the other thing is like, um, that's been a big piece of why a, a part of like why some people just don't take this seriously is that like, um, for a lot of people, there's not a problem that they come across that they can't just like pay or, or just, you know, get their way out of like, there are a lot of rich people who have died from this, obviously very much disproportionately not. But like there are people who still don't take this shit seriously because they think that, you know, I mean, Trump is a great example himself of this. And like a lot of people around him is that like the, these aren't problems that we normally have to deal with. And if Trump didn't get the type of health care that he did get, like he'd be dead. And a lot of the other people around him would be, too. So, oh, yeah. Uh, the only thing I can say is and it's probably going to be a depressing note, too, is um, this is a dry run for climate change. So uh, buckle up. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I don't want to. Don't want to think about how and this is going to be. Speaking about likely. the the vaccine, are we sure that a vaccine is going to work if like forty percent of the population like refuses to take it? I have no That's, idea. That's going to be an interesting question. The effectiveness is apparently like fifty percent higher than the flu vaccine every year, so it might. But also at the same point too, like if a large portion of the population doesn't get the vaccine, it still could mutate and then render the vaccine useless. So, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I played Pandemic on my phone way too much, and now I think I've scared <laughs> myself. Yeah, that that'll do it. But um, yeah. So you know, and you know, people who are discounting this whole thing is again uh just something that spencer cox simply disagrees with them and this is all just a matter of taste and as mentioned like this is something like a, a, you know the treatment of these protesters that showed up to his house um you know we don't need the comparison we've seen how the opposing side uh their protesters are treated a lot of them are uh you know have multiple felonies right now and um yeah like we've seen we've seen the tear gas we've seen the police violence that was brought out we saw the multi-day and well we saw the curfews first of all but we saw the multi-day rollout of the national guard against the protests um to stifle it as much as possible but again when when you show up i mean i to be honest like somebody tweeted something similar like that to spencer cox and he was like you know like oh i bet you wouldn't do this for blm protesters and he said, you don't know me very well. I don't doubt that Spencer Cox would do that for BLM protesters. He would probably give you a cookie as you're being fucking arrested by the National Guard on like on the back of a fucking Humvee. He would give you a cookie. And that's exactly that type of Spencer Cox ideology is like, no, like, yeah, I, it's this thin, thin veneer over what he actually that same fascist outcome that happens when when you actually challenge certain powers that be. And yeah, he would probably bake you a cookie, but it would be through the f fucking jail cell. He would be handing it to you. Yeah. That that's, just reminds me of like the, one of the questions he got in like the Republican primary debate where he, they asked, do you think cops are racist? And he said, well, I've never met a racist cop in this state. Yeah. There's good and bad to everything. 
Maybe. Uh, yeah, it's it's the standard, like, he loves that mealy-mouthed, both-sides bullshit. And he did that also this week, too, about, like, the election results, too, because he came out on CNN and said, uh, well, President Biden won, and he's president-elect, and, you know, we need to accept it, especially as a Republican, because he knows that as, like, a reasonable Republican, he can get on, like, national television anytime he wants. But then he turned right around on Twitter and said, that's right. We need to get on board and accept the results just like Democrats should have in 2016 because 67% of their yeah. voters thought that Russia interfered with the election. And it's like, okay, there's a bit of a difference between a bunch of like liberals, like not accepting the results from 2016 out of shock and thinking that maybe Russia had something to do with it. And the president of the United States and the political party around him soothing his ego and telling him that it's fake. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. like one Pompeo, group of those people Pompeo don't have nuclear going, weapons. Pompeo going on TV talking about how that we're gonna have a smooth transition to a second Trump administration. I know. Like this isn't this isn't just you know, MSNBC watchers who are refusing to believe that Hillary could have lost this guy. This is like literally the uh people who control government right now <laughs> yeah this <laughs> yeah there's a little bit of an imbalance of power between uh people wearing comey is my homie t-shirts and the president yeah. of the united states and like william barr <laughs> and it's william like, barr yeah. and mike pompeo and yeah literally everyone who decided if they just have a bad day they could end life on earth they could yeah yeah exactly so uh yeah that's that was that was an absolute classic from spencer um you can't 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 see any ground at all um he's such but a penis <laughs> he is but speaking of someone who's absolutely not and is my hero and just someone i respect immensely psych we're talking about ben mcadams who are we talking about again ben motherfucking mcadams he, <laughs> he lost <laughs> i'm doing the drop button again it's awesome do it again do it again white boy one more time because you keep talking. Bitch ass white boy. There it is. <laughs> uh, so, I love you, Ernie. Yeah. Ben Cuck Adams. I'm so glad we got that drop, dude. It's so good. Bitch ass white boy. It's honestly good enough to make me forget that uh, Ernie voted for John Kasich in 2016. Oh, yeah. yeah he, he, oh, Ernie's well, for that drop. Um, yeah. So Ben officially. Um, congratulated burgess owens on his victory today he lost he lost like a dog he, he went, went out, out like stan Chera, dude he really oh, did oh god i just every time i think of that song now i just think of like moves like jagger but i just say like going out like shara uh, can we remind people of exactly who Burgess Owens is, the man that yes, Representative Ben yes. McAdams lost to? Yeah. Okay, so Burgess Owens is a football player. He uh, won a Super Bowl with the Oakland Raiders. Uh, good for him. The Raiders. He, he also sued the NFL years later, citing that he was unable to care for himself. His wife also sued the NFL, too, saying that she lost work because of her inability to work while caring for Burgess Owens. And he also has impulse and anger control. And, um, yeah, so that's how we start. Uh, he also ran a charity for for juvenile delinquents that was supposed to get them on the right check that 
actually spent no money on on rehabilitating juvenile delinquents. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. He took a salary from said charity when he no longer worked for said charity. Um, he didn't technically live in the district since he was just living with a donor. And also plagiarized large passages of his book by just pretty much control seeing and control Ving uh, Wikipedia entries and also like right wing crank websites. So he is now going to be a congressman in the fourth district of Utah. Wait, and isn't he under like, he's currently under investigation too, but uh, Burgess, yeah, no, not necessarily under investigation. He's probably going to have to like pay back some, like some, like, uh, some like of his donations and all that. But yeah, it's like, it's, it's one, it's just gonna be a slap of the wrist. I'm sure for election, um, finance violation or whatever, or campaign finance violation. Yeah. So, um, so we should recap the life and times of Ben McAdams because, uh, or I mean, just briefly, he's had quite a year in particular. Jordan, you got to fire up like a sad Sarah McLaughlin song. Yeah, hold on one second. I think I got one right here. Bitch ass white boy. <laughs> oh my God. So, okay. So let's like this year started out with Ben McAdams uh, endorsing Michael Bloomberg for president and then kind of hiding from that endorsement. Senior stop and frisk. <laughs> yep. Oh. And um, around that same time, he also, um, I think he, he had some harsh words for uh, people like um, AOC who, who criticized, who criticized the party structure in that, like saying that in another country like Canada, for instance, or the UK, she and Joe Biden would be in different parties. And uh, describing those comments, he said, comments like this are why people can't stand Washington. I'm glad we're in the United States, not another country. We're all on the same team with different perspectives, whether you're a moderate, conservative, or anywhere else on the political scale. Guess what, dipshit? She has a job and you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Where did that get you, you fucking idiot? So there's that. And then, um, you know, his entire campaign was running on like, uh, like Republicans like me. I'm bipartisan. He touted his um his award-winning bipartisanship where some fucking think tank gave him an award for being the most bipartisan or whatever he also like did like cue signaling ads too talking about like human trafficking and things like that. yes dude he he got um burgess had him on the back foot when it came to cue shit so he started doing like oh i care about human trafficking too but as Burgess said, like, if you haven't sat down with Tim Ballard over some pancakes, then, like, you don't care about tr- human trafficking. And Ben McAdams, <laughs> unfortunately, didn't get that Tim Ballard endorsement. And, uh, oh, shit, I just got a funny response. <laughs> well, anyway. Oh, um, no, it was it was the most incredible things, too, because he tried to out Q the guy who was, like, directly talking to Q. I know. I just got a I, I got a Twitter response specifically because I retweeted my old tweet from "Can't stop thinking about how Ben McAdams <laughs> is probably going to lose to a QAnon dude with CTE," and uh, Black Sidepod just responded to my tweet and said, "I'll show myself out." So there's uh, there's grace and defeat. So um, yeah. So I mean, this is he did this over and over again throughout his whole his whole uh, one term as congressman. He. He obviously got in there in 2018 uh, being pushed by a medicinal marijuana ballot initiative, a Medicaid expansion ballot initiative, and was up against Mia Love, and he won by 700 votes. 
And to say he didn't make any use of time of his time in, in this office, I think is um, pretty understated. I, uh, I think he's only got, he only responded to me once and it was cause I, um, you know, around the time of like when things, a lot of the stuff was coming out about the ice detention centers, which are concentration camps at the border. Um, I, you know, he he went along and voted for additional funding for ICE as if that was the problem. And I said, hey, congrats on, you know, voting for more funding for concentration camps. And he's like, oh, I didn't vote for or I didn't. That's not what was in the bill. And that was exactly what was in the bill is that just gave them more money. So this is the same um, type of craven psycho that like got covid and then once he recovered and got out of the hospital from having COVID, he said, we need a fiscally conservative response to COVID. My God. It, and he, he said is, this to a right wing think tank. Yeah. He's absolutely. Yeah, wasn't that at like the Sutherland Institute? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Which like, if you're a Democrat, where the fuck are you speaking at the Sutherland Institute in the first I, place? He's barely a Democrat. So, you dumb Man. bastard. You you stupid fuck. I so I don't know. I god, it just it's such a waste of time. And like um we'll get into some more structural issues with like the Democratic Party and how the how this 2020 election panned out. Um because Ben uh it has some solidarity with a lot of other um you know conservative Democratic House members yeah. who've met the same fate, but I mean, he really like, you know, when you don't give people anything to fight for, or like if you, if you don't show that you're actually fighting for things, if you don't show that you, you know, are taking a stand, like, I, I mean, it's not an apples to apples comparison, but we get like, you know, uh, more, you know, people like Katie Porter, for instance, who like take a big stand against um, big pharma uh, CEOs and that type of thing. Like that's her thing. And she's not like a very progressive um, Democrat in a lot of her other votes, but she makes a name for herself. She stands up against certain things. And like the only thing that I have seen Ben stand up against over the last two years um, is his own party. Like he disparages his own party all the time. And if you're trying to um, in, in Utah four, there are, there are theoretically a lot of um, un, uh, unaffiliated voters and why would people vote for that for you as a Democrat in the Democratic Party if you're making the case against Democrats all the time? Like you exactly. constantly are disparaging Democrats. He constantly like in his debate against Burgess Owens, when he talked about impeachment, he criticized Democrats for how for, quote, how they did impeachment, which I don't even know what the fuck he was referring to. And he voted like, for it. And he also he, yeah, but after like crying about it for two weeks, like he was so he, he wanted Trump to just be like censured at first or whatever, which Bro, I don't even he, know what the fuck that means. He fought against AOC and the squad harder than he ever fought against Trump. And again, which is so fucking weird because the first person he posted a picture with from con from Congress when he got in there was Ilhan Omar. And she posted a picture of him. And I was like, dude, what? Like, maybe this could be cool. Nope. Nope. That was <laughs> the last cool thing he cool. did. It was uh, the only good thing he did the entire time. No, because I mean, it, like from the very beginning too, like there was just like red flags about Ben McAdams from the way from the from the word go, really. Like uh, when Mia Love tried to say that he supported abortion rights, and he said, "Actually, I'm probably more pro-life than Mia Love is." Cool. He's a Democrat. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. 
Which is which brings me to the biggest point about this election and and especially Ben McAdams and it's a bigger it's it's a microcosm of a bigger problem but we've seen this throughout the board of like Democrats trying to out conservative Republicans like it's a losing strategy 10 out of 10 times like no one's ever going to buy the knockoff version of something when they can have the real thing no it's like that line from Moneyball where like Brad Pitt goes if you think like the Yankees in here you're going to lose to the Yankees out there Yes. And not only that, there's another point I really I want to bring up. And that really is that Utahns will pretty much vote for anyone as long as they're Mormon and Republican. Pretty much. That's like, all you really need. Like Burgess Owens is probably one of the most contemptible people because I read his book and I came away with it just thinking this person is just complete human filth. Yeah, he's a bad dude. He's, he's a really bad he's dude. Fucking awful. Like he's, yeah, just an objectively bad guy. But like this, that constant desire to appeal to some like um, mythical moderate in the middle who just is who gets off on quote bipartisanship the same way that Ben does. Like, no, <laughs> this isn't. This isn't. I mean, clearly this didn't work. And so you want to, you want to like statistical evidence of this, of like people wanting to see you fight for them or fight for something that they need and providing people with that. Like, what was it? Every major national candidate who ran on Medicare for all either won re-election or won their election outright. Yeah. Yeah. All the swing state um, house, house Dems. Yeah. All the people in marginal districts. Yeah, and all, like so, all of this just like milk toast, uh, reach across the aisle, partisan, like bipartisan uh, bullshit is exactly that. It's just bullshit. Yeah. Yep. And um, yeah. So overall, and um, I think there's things that indicate that. Uh, I mean, there's some concerning things specifically in the state um, that we'll get back to in just a sec. But like, this is overall a top-down failure in my opinion of the democratic party to really hold republicans to account for trump because he is a republican and he is the manifestation of their party and mm-hmm. like he got 93 percent of republicans to vote for him this time around he got 90 percent in 2016 and um he you know, also and- made huge gains among like minority communities too yeah the yep. most since richard nixon in 1968 yeah. So congratulations. He also made huge, huge strides in with the working class as well. Yeah. Because which is all, like this, which has been like the the like Democrat strong suit. It's been the ace up up their sleeve for like decades. And if they lose that, they're fucking toast. Because they've neglected it for forty years. I mean, they've neglected it since essentially Carter. And it's like every election, it gets worse. Right. Like they it, have they have um you know uh think tank people who are too busy working on like prop 22 in california or whatever like yeah, that's you have what they're, people from, that yeah you have people yeah. from like the center for american progress like too busy counting their money from like gulf state tyrants to actually like passing sort of like progressive change so yeah. to this to this thing about the like top-down failure of the democrats like this election may have been a bit of a repudiation of Donald Trump, the person. Yeah, it certainly was not a repudiation of Trumpism or or conservatism. 
Yeah, and it and needs we the saw opposite, that. actually. It absolutely needed to be, and this is what has me so scared because I think the Democrats are going to get the shit kicked out of them in the midterms in 2022. And we're looking at like a potential situation where we have fucking presidential candidate Dan Crenshaw with a 12 point lead in, like going into the 2024 election. I dude, I I still think Trump is going to win or is going to run again in 2024 <laughs> if his brains there. Um but like I, this has been many many leaders of the Democratic Party have have uh essentially laid the groundwork for this type of thing like going back to you know, Joe Biden talking about how he would consider nominating a Republican as his running nominee back in um, back in the primaries. He talked about how we need Republicans. Nancy Pelosi has done the exact same thing. You know, they always use the fucking plane metaphor, how you need a left wing and a right wing, which is bullshit. Um, they, you know, they invite John Kasich to the DNC. They pretend like Mitt Romney was some savior. They there's there's this weird Democratic worship of John McCain. Yeah, they invite this- John Kasich to the speak at the DNC. Yeah, and then lose Ohio by a larger margin. Yeah, exactly. Um, Are we sure that Ohio is a swing state anymore? Uh, no, it's not, not since uh, what two thousand eight. <laughs> yeah, it's not. And John McCain picked Sarah Palin, who is like who was like is is the new age version of the, of like she set the ground for trumpism yeah she's paleo trump yeah exactly and so all these people are responsible for what we're seeing now um so to pretend like that they all these people were on the good side um that basically tells all the voters that there's nothing wrong with republicans or republicanism and there is so mm-hmm. now we have uh massive pickups in the house by by Republicans, very unlikely to flip the Senate to the Democrats' favor at this point. It's all no, they're down to- they're going to lose both seats in Georgia. Like I can guarantee you that right now. Warnock is busy. Ossoff's also doing a he's doing a Pete impression of Obama impression, and uh, Warnock is too busy trying to run away from some positive comments he said about Castro once upon a time or like uh, how Palestinians are humans or something. He has to get back, get away from that. Yeah. Democrats Um, can't stay on anything cool. Yeah, absolutely not. So that, that failure to, to associate uh, Republicans with Trump is like, like Greg said, like it, this has, you know, Trump lost, but, massive losses down ballot both um for congressional and senate but in state houses as well um he also got he got more votes than any republican candidate in the history of america any candidate ever in the ever ever, other than biden in this election um and we've also seen like the reaction from what we're going to see from the democratic party too it's they're blaming it on they're they said socialism, so you know we we didn't know how to react to that, and that cost me my election. Or yeah. they said defund the police, and that really scared my community. And then it's all these people who ran on nothing but like, actually, us and Republicans can get along. And yeah. you know what we need to do? We need to just tighten the belt, and you know we'll get things back on the squared, on the straight and narrow, because the third way is the best way. Seriously, how long until Ben McAdams says something like that? It's gonna be. It's it's imminent. Uh, either when he becomes a lobbyist in Washington for like I don't know Lockheed Martin or some sort of like some sort of like industry that just focuses on killing children, 
or when he goes to work for the Cox campaign or for the Cox uh, governorship. Yeah, it's it's uh, boy, not not ready for it, but it's it's going to happen. But um, specifically, we saw this effect that happened in Salt Lake in particular. Um, you know, any any <laughs> overall like uh, Salt Lake City Council has basically been lost. Uh, and um, yeah, if this was the a, Republicans, oh, sorry, if this election was a bad day for national Democrats, it was a nightmare for local Democrats. Just a complete disaster. Yeah, Jordan, yeah. tell us about the local Democratic Party, because I know you've got some uh, <laughs> I, I know you're quite fond. Well, it. Beyond uh, losing the only congressional seat in the state that was held by a Democrat, we also lost any sort of control over the Salt Lake County Council, including allowing Republicans to have a veto-proof majority, despite having uh, the county mayor reelected as a Democrat, too. So Jenny Wilson's not going to be able to do any, whatever she wants because, essentially, the Republican Party can say, no, we're not going to do that. So... Any sort of like reforms that you want to see happen with like unified police force or anything like that? No, not going to happen. Out the window. Out the window. Done. Dead. And some of the numbers from those elections are uh, stark. They are dark. Uh, Shireen Gorbani. I I hope I said that name right. Gorbani, but yeah. Gorbani. Okay. She uh, lost her at-large seat, which meant she was running in the entire county. And... She outperformed Joe Biden. Uh, she led this. She had this quote on her Twitter. I also got it off the trip too. It said, uh, "You mean she underperformed Joe Biden?" Right? Yeah, underperformed. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, while I'm grateful, we will have a Biden Harris administration come 2021. Democrats must grapple with these local and state losses, especially as Biden won Salt Lake County. Over 37,000 did not continue down ballot, and. I also did the math on uh, Ben McAdams, too, because uh, I was kind of curious after I saw that as well. Ben McAdams underperformed Joe Biden by a full percentage point. That's the that that's his victory right there. That's he wins if he gets that percent. Yeah, Yeah. these I mean, a full percentage point is a lot of votes and uh, both. I think Shireen lost by about a thousand votes and Ben lost by about 2000 or 2,500. And this speaks volumes to Joe Biden's ability to carry races down ballot. He had nothing. He had no coattails. He, his, his, his campaign was literally nothing is going to change, but I'm still better than Trump. I I don't know. That was it. That was, that was the Biden campaign. And was eked out. But it was the entire Democratic Party's campaign. It was, it was, it was hugging, it was hugging um, Lindsey Graham. It's, it's putting up these type of candidates. It's It's, putting Cindy McCain on like the transition committee. It's on Kasich speaking at the DNC. Yeah, exactly. So how many people comfortably voted for Joe Biden, but then voted for um, for Republicans in this county? Yeah, Yeah, it's it's hugging a person like John Kasich, who did more to like shred union rights in Ohio than pretty much anyone outside of like, I don't know, the the Pinkertons and a person who also like worked hard to shut down every single abortion clinic he could in Ohio. And that guy is on the stage of the DNC. And you also have, like, even in this own state, too, like, the party leader, Jeff Merchant, who's in charge of the Democratic Party for the whole state, owns a private health care company. 
what makes you think that people are going to think that you're actually dedicated to any sort of like structural changes when you have people at the top who are profiting off of that? Yeah. Like it, it's incredible to me. What I always think that about politics is above all people can smell sincerity in politicians. Mm -hmm. Like they can look at Burgess Owens. They know he's serious. He might be crazy, <laughs> yeah. but they know he's serious. Like, and you look at yeah. Ben McAdams too, and you can just smell the fake on him from a mile away. Everything about him is, is manufactured and artificial. It's, I mean, yeah. I mean, for me, it's hard to take someone serious who looks like they have a crippling addiction to cuckold porn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it, it, it really is just, it's beyond the pale that Democrats in the state can't figure it out because if they want any hope of holding the fourth, they're going to have to find new voters because after redistricting and all that in 2020, what Utah is going to do to that district, they're never going to win it again unless they somehow figure out how to get new voters. Yeah. Because and there are a lot of those unaffiliated people that they talk about, but like, what are you doing to win them over? Nothing. You're doing nothing. And my first like clue into this, because in 2016, I'll just out myself. I was an, I was a huge lib. I was an, I'm with her Hillary Kratt and all that bullshit. And I oh, went, yeah. I actually went to go vote in Lehigh, Utah. And I was stunned, stunned when I voted in the primary for how many people came out for Bernie Sanders. I didn't realize there were that many Democrats in Utah County to begin with, but they all came out for Bernie. They did it again in 2020 because they came out big for Bernie Sanders again here. Do you see the Bernie rally in 2016 on the same day as the Trump rally, dude? Mm -hmm. Like it was, there were like 17,000 people at the, this is the yeah. place memorial. <laughs> and a lot of them probably were registered as independents. A lot of them probably before that had no inclination of getting involved in politics because me, they had, me. yeah, they had nothing to vote for their entire life. They've been like, eh, my vote doesn't matter because I'm in Utah. So all I get to choose for is like what different shade of Republican I'm going to vote for. I talked to so many people when I was canvassing for, for Bernie door to door who were just like, yeah, no, like, uh, I'll, I'll vote for Bernie in the primary. If he doesn't win, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Like all I, like, I, I don't really care who wins, but like in the primary, they were willing to vote for Bernie, but then didn't care if it was Trump or anyone else, uh, in the, in the general, like it was like, it was, it was either Bernie, the, the Bernie or bust crowd. It seemed to be very, uh, not podcastery. It seemed when I was going door to door. No. And it's because people mm -hmm. know what, what is wrong with their communities. They know, They've seen tragedy. They've seen heartache from people around them. Like, think about it. Every single time you go to a grocery store and you see the little jar at the end of the counter that has, like, please donate for our medical bills. Every time you go on Facebook and you see, like, a GoFundMe or something like that, that's someone inside some community that's suffering from a system that just threw them overboard a long time ago. And there's no response to that from the Utah Democratic Party. There's certainly no response from the Republican Party, but at the same point too, the Democrats don't give them a response either because you have Ben McAdams as like the as the pinnacle Democrat in the state saying, um, actually, I think we should, you know, tighten the belt. Yeah. It's so much easier to explain to someone why Medicare for all is a good policy rather than why the balanced budget amendment needs to pass. I mean, to to your point, I have a good friend of mine. She lives out in, in Orange County, 
she's been almost a, a Republican almost her entire life and went full fledged Bernie because she went to grad school and <clears throat> has a ton of student loan, like a lot of other people our age. And when she heard that Bernie was making a push to cancel student loan debt, she was all in because it would make her life so much better. And I really wish that Democrats could understand that if you want votes, you have to you have to fight for people. You have to show them that a way that their lives can improve and you have to stick with that. And if you do, you can win and you can win big. On the issues, yeah. Yes. Like, let's just focus on the issues and run on policies that are popular policies. Like, I mean, we saw in, I, they, they were so, Joe Biden, even himself, like, was scared to run on his own policy of $15 minimum yes. wage and lost places like in Florida where they passed a $15 minimum wage. And he won't run on marijuana, or on marijuana legalization. And he lost areas where they passed marijuana legalization where- recreationally. Where legalization is getting, or, or marijuana legalization is is getting passed all across the nation, yeah, from like New Jersey to Oregon, all over. Like it's really only a matter of time until it's fully legal in America. And for yep. for Biden not to lean in on that is just mind-numbingly stupid. It's incredible. He runs. He runs on that, and he wins three hundred fifty electoral votes. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Easy. But Democrats are always afraid of their own shadow. Uh huh. Like they'll never come out for any sort of like popular policy, which is why they haven't done it since McGovern essentially. And it's, they're going to have to keep paying the piper time and time again until the party just finally collapses on itself and they have to rebuild because right now it's not going to happen because all the people that cost like all these seats to lose in the house nationally and in Utah locally, are going to have a job Monday. They're going to, they're going to still keep going to the office. They're still going to have their jobs. They're still going to be able to like have their little sway with the party and all that, because you know what? Ah, darn better luck next time. We'll get them next time. And then that's all they have. Yep. And uh, yeah, heads, if, if heads were going to roll, they would have after 2016 and they didn't. Robbie Mook is still allowed to walk in civilized public. Yes. I know. And still have job like again, he'll have a job like I, uh... for the foreseeable future. And which brings me to my point as well of like I tweeted it out earlier that anybody who played any sort of significant role in the McAdams campaign should never get hired in politics ever again. Including Ben McAdams yeah. himself. Including, including Ben McAdams, ben McAdams himself. Because that was <laughs> the that was the bargain we made too. It's that you know what? We need to have this conservative Democrat run in this district because he's the only one that can win. We we need that to happen. And, and if honestly, if you can't beat a guy who is like probably the one of the most like transparent grifters I've ever seen in politics, what are you, what good are you? Like, what are you doing? Like, yep. The entire thesis for a Ben McAdams candidacy and also holding office was that he's supposed to win. So what do you do when he can't? I think you just the the vibe I'm getting right now is uh, you just give up and Utah just sucks and it can't be won. So exactly, you not know not, what? not from us, but from people I see online. Is oh, that, that's like, going to be the like the DNC and D Utah's D triple C response. Utah, what's What's crazy though is like it, it's funny to think about. I mean, in 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 the uh, 
the fallout from the Trump Biden election and that how close it was and all that stuff is that we're seeing, oh, like America is just more racist than we thought it was. Um, <laughs> what exactly is the argument against uh, against in, in this race? Like, I, I obviously you can't use that one here. Um, so what is it like? I'm just saying, oh, America's worse or U- Utah's worse than I thought it was or whatever. But it's like, it's like you gave no one to anything to vote, vote for. for. Yeah, it's like like. Yeah, Burgess Owens is a psychopath who probably wants to take away minimum wage because he thinks that somehow 725 takes away from skilled labor because he's that yep. big of an idiot. But at the same point, too, people think that at least he's like genuine with them. I know. It sucks, dude. Um, yeah. So things are good. Things are going really well. Um, <laughs> Thank you tuning be, in to another to week of democrats suck shit yeah um i am having a fun time thinking about jordan as a hillary lib though <laughs> yeah uh i delete all those tweets um i know you're not gonna see those they uh they, i'm just like they're buried, i'm picturing they're how good me. you are at like fighting people online but like you're like the peter dow of uh of utah i think oh yeah it just like broke my brain like I think I, you and Peter Dow had a similar trajectory, actually. I, I kind of think so too. Like Peter Dow kind of trailed behind me a little bit too, yeah. because I think I remember like I got blocked by the Verit account because I dunked on it too. So. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, that oh, was nice. a fun one. Um, okay, so he was a little bit behind. A little bit behind, but he finally came to the light, as we all did. We all had our road to Damascus moment. Man, classic. Well, um, boys, uh, any any Woj bombs that we missed while we were talking, or no? No, not not Damn since it. not since the uh, the Bucks sold the farm to get Drew Holiday. That's that's right, they did. Good for um, them, though. I hope they win it all. That I think the Rockets cool. are going to be in full challenger mode, so that's yeah. fun. That's but nobody that's nobody's gonna, nobody's going to trade anything for Russell Westbrook, bro. <laughs> no, that's the problem. Like they'll be able to trade like. Pieces, getting stuck with Russ stuck. is so funny. Getting stuck with Russ as the Rockets is like the funniest outcome for them. Um, <laughs> man, that, that you've got a, you've got a, yeah, like you've got a Ferrari that's missing an engine. Yeah, dude, it's tough. It's really tough. What's something? Let's see. What's a good thing? What's been making you guys happy this week? How about that? I mean, it's Monday, but what's been making you guys happy lately? Um. Well, I bought the new Call of Duty because Hell I, yeah. I really wanted to, like, you, you know, emulate my idol, Ronald Reagan, and uh, like <laughs> just delete my save games every now and then so I don't know what I'm doing. Hell yeah. Oh, man. Greg, what about you? What's going on? What's, what's my, a good thing? All my, all my weights came that I ordered, so I've officially turned my office into a dungeon basement gym, and that's making me very happy. Uh, and I also like have set up my punching bag, so I'm getting in in fighting shape. Holler at your boy Spencer Cox, dude. <laughs> yes, please. Um, and another thing, I'm gonna just I'll, I'll pat myself on the bat. I set a or pat myself on the back. I set a uh, goal earlier this year that I wanted to bike a thousand miles, and I think this next week I'm actually going to break 1,200. So nice. I'm, I'm, you know. That's strong record, huh? Yeah, exactly. I can't go like play basketball or anything. So I've been doing a lot more riding than I thought I was going to, which is cool because mountains are cool and mountain biking is cool. And it's like the one way to like get out and see things right now. Yes, sir. With my mask on, I will be an advocate of that. I ride with my mask on. 
that's going extra hard, dude. I support it. Um, yeah, let's see. I've been, I'm cruising through the Sopranos at a higher rate than ever lately and, uh, very much enjoying that show. Um, it's a perfect show. It is a perfect show. And I watched it. I was telling Greg before, while we were waiting for Jordan's computer to update earlier. And, uh, (laughs) I was telling Greg that like, I watched it when I was younger and I really just didn't appreciate it. And it's so good. It is just it's, I think that's going to be my next yeah. my next venture. I didn't really appreciate it when I was younger too cuz like my dad and brother were really into it too because they thought Tony was cool. Yeah. And <laughs> which is which is saying something so bad when they watch it like I 10 know. years later like wow. Tony yeah, is like dude. the saddest character I've ever seen ever. I I can't remember I, I have so many like weird little pieces of shit in my brain but like I I can't remember who who reference uh fast forwarding through the tony and therapy scenes but like like that's like the most trump thing ever i know like just really i love the sopranos but i hate the therapy scenes (laughs) that that honestly that that sounds like trump watching that does no that was the story too is like trump was like had like eric fast forward through like kickboxer or something that's right blood sports it was blood sport and i just watch the fight scenes is that the same story where they where he was talking about how they had to wear suits when they went to like baseball games or whatever oh that's a that's a different story where like don jr was going to a baseball game with him too and he like slapped like and donald senior just slapped don jr for not wearing a suit yeah my god just awesome family <laughs> so good i'm so stoked oh, they, they really i really think the trumps are gonna end up being like the next kennedy like we're not they're not going anywhere man like just, don well i don't think don, don is gonna, gonna do it i think that like he hated being president so he's just gonna be like He's going to like pride himself on being like the kingmaker for the Republican Party for like yeah. forever now. But we're going to get like a Dan Crenshaw, uh, Ivanka that's, Trump 2024 ticket. Dude, that really is such a that's one of the craziest things about that, though, is that like because Trump is so egotistical, he hasn't like he hasn't like picked a successor to his like throne of um, an army of psychos. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know who's coming next if it's not Trump. Like, it's hard to, you know, Dan Crenshaw is such a little baby that, like, I don't know. It's hard to see that. But I don't know. Maybe that that, that would be a that would be a bad one because I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> he's not that smart, though. That's the thing. No, like, he's and, an idiot. And I think that Trump has shown one thing is that we really don't give a shit about the troops. So I, I think that's kind of like Dan Crenshaw's one weakness is that, like, yeah. we don't care about you. That's like, right. You lost your eye in Afghanistan. Boo-hoo. Yeah, I want, yeah, man, I just don't know. I don't know who it's going to be, but I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the next chapter. And uh, God, I wish this year would just end already. When I say this year, I mean like this pandemic because God damn, this shit the, sucks. This, this shit it does. Sucks. It does suck. It sucks shit. Well, um, it's been a, it's been another one. Should we call it? I yep. think so. Um, thank you for joining us, everyone. And to Ben McAdams, I just want to say, rest in peace, bitch ass white boy. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. I've, I've got one thing left i'm gonna say right, go. and that's leave the democratic party you can join us join us on join us in in freedom purify yourselves with us bye
Listen every 